You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. I mean, you think about it. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh, by President, stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, uh, call. Well, that's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go end it. Joe Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you guys with us tonight. Check out thebuffshow.com for past interviews, shows, and more. Big show for you tonight. Paul Manafort's going to be here. Political prisoner. you got to check out his new book, but you won't believe what he has to say about the raid in Mar-a-Lago. The blueprint that is laid out for this witch hunt is quite remarkable because they've seen it before. Ever since Trump came down the escalator... They've had blueprints drawn up by Peter Strzok and others on how to destroy somebody so they can't run for president. Speaking of somebody who can't run for president, Liz Cheney got her butt kicked last night. That's right. Beat by over 30 percentage points. I mean, it was a shellacking. In fact, if you voted for impeaching Trump and you hit, you ran away like a coward and retired, you saved yourself because otherwise we're voting you out. We're not locking you guys up like the Democrats, but we are voting them out systematically one by one. Down they go. But Liz Cheney's doing just fine. Turns out she increased her wealth by $36 million after serving just six and a half years in Congress. $36 million. (coughs) And she's in it for the democracy. (laughs) You're not in it for the democracy if you increase your your, uh, wealth by $36 million. She got spanked and sent home to daddy, old grumps himself, Dick Cheney. You should vote for my daughter, cowboy. Unbelievable. 37 points was the final toll. I mean, they they tried the ballot thing at the end, but, you know, when you overwhelm on an election day, like the country, the conservatives and Republicans have learned to do, overwhelm the vote on the election day, you completely can overcome the fraud by overwhelming the ballot box. Unbelievable. Now, let's talk about medical freedom here because we, t- we had a big discussion on this Monday night with the District 10 candidates, but the China flu, people are getting paid back. So there is a church that was, I mean, what special place in hell, right? And this is the COVID cops that I was talking about. It's just unbelievable. Uh, Appeals court rules in California, a California church, the appeals court ruled that a church that defied Fauci's COVID regulations will not have to pay 200,000 in fines. So there's a win right there. I mean, they were trying to fine people for being open, if you remember that. Never forget the draconian measures that were going down in 2020. Father and daughter playing catch, and a cop comes and arrests them. Not wearing a mask in a gas station? You're going in handcuffs. Oh, you're in a grocery store without a mask and not social distancing? You'll be asked to leave and then put in handcuffs. Boy, I tell you what. And then a school shooting happens in Texas, Uvalde, and the cops wait outside. I'm just really not pleased about any of that stuff over the last two years. And then cops that need to be defunded are the DOJ, FBI. And the bureaucrats that need to be defunded are the Department of Education and the new army of the IRS. I can't wait to overturn this disaster. We need to win these primaries. We need to get good conservatives in office. We need to win in November. We only need four in the House, but let's get more. And let's increase the lead in the Senate. Break the tie, increase the lead. With Kamala Harris. (laughs) With Kamala you know, the lead is one. So let's get three or four Senate seats if we can. I mean, yes, we can. We just need to get out there and over overrun this thing on election day or early vote. Do whatever you have to do to get your vote in and make sure your vote is counted. Get verification of that. 
Absolutely. But these lockdowns, all these things that happen, people that were removed from their job have a good lawsuit going on. The people that were forced to get the jab, right? There was an award for people who were forced to get the jab. They got like three grand in a lawsuit. And uh, there's just lawsuits happening all over the all over the country, because if you were forced to get the jab and then you see all the reports about the heart problems and how you still get COVID, that's what they're suing on. <coughs> it was based on a lie. <coughs> the Pfizer, the the president of Pfizer, who is rich beyond his wildest dreams more than ever before. Now this is even after Pfizer had those problems years ago with a drug that didn't work. Well, now they have a vaccine that doesn't work. And he's rich. I mean, they put out commercials that say, hey, you should take the vaccine per the CDC. This ad brought to you by Pfizer. What a ruse. They had Biden getting rich off his stocks in Pfizer. So he's out there selling the vaccine. You should get the Pfizer vaccine. That's a good one. because They get paid. They get paid. And this guy has every single jab possible in his system. And he tests positive for COVID. Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump really did a bad job too of selling these vaccines. I'm not going to put all this on Joe Biden, but these vaccines, my goodness, the operation warp speed was pretty miraculous it, the, as a business model. It was pretty good, but the jab itself harmful, worthless. And now people are getting paid as they should. CDC just changed their guidance. Oh my God. The, the guidance. I didn't know the CDC still did guidance. They might, but everybody stopped listening to them years Years ago now, <laughs> a lot of us since March of 2020, we start, uh, start, stopped listening to them. Who are you to stomp, stomp all over the Constitution? Not cool, not acceptable, and they got to hold China accountable. They got to hold China accountable for sending over here the Wuhan virus and... Uh, Good thing it had a 99% recovery rate. It was never a big deal, but there's still schools that are on lockdown. There's still schools wearing masks around this country. And then they got in Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser. We need uh, all of our children coming back to school to be fully vaccinated. Well, 40% of black kids said no thanks. And now, now the education is getting worse for black children in D.C. Like it wasn't already bad enough. We're going to be talking about more on that later in the show. We have a very special guest coming up too. Andrew Bernstein wrote the book, Why Johnny Can't Read and Still Can't Do Math. It's shocking information, shocking stuff about what's going on in the school system. Just unbelievable stuff, man. I tell you what. And uh, even in the most conservative places, you have problems in the school system. And we're going to be talking about that when we go to Walton County, which is a pretty conservative, it's the panhandle, panhandle in Florida. You know, pretty good stuff. When everybody else was locked down, panhandle was wide open, wide open. But they still had problems. So Krista from Walton County is going to be on. She's the chapter chair for there. She's Krista Johansson. And she's going to talk about the sex education programs where they lied to the parents. They lied to the parents, said, we're not going to be doing all that. And then they do it, and then the parents find out, and then all hell breaks loose. But we'll let Chris get into that. Visit MyPillow.com for the best night's sleep. No, Nothing better than a MyPillow. I mean, the slippers are great. The sheets are great. But that MyPillow has saved us. Don't wake up. Whoa, get a MyPillow today, and then go to MyStore.com. You can still enter promo code BUFF on MyStore.com. And get my Mike's new coffee, best coffee in the world, because we need to wake up America. In Florida here, we have a primary in six days. Amazing. We can't wait for that. And we have so much to cover on the show. So we're going to get into it right now. Paul Manafort is on deck, ready to go. You stay with us on the Matt Buff Show. We'll be right back. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, live music. 
Tomorrow, it's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Liam Fitzpatrick does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention The Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you rolling along with us. And we've been talking a lot about raids and reasoning and why these things have been happening. We've talked for years about political prisoners, and it all started the witch hunt against Donald Trump and anybody he knew about the instant he ran for president or announced he was running for president. And one of those individuals worked very hard on the 2016 campaign. Paul Manafort is on the show. Paul, welcome to The Buff Show. Great to have you. Thank you, Mick. Good to be with you today. Oh, it's great to have you. I want everybody to check out the book. Came out the 10th, uh, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, uh, but Not Silenced. And uh, we're going to put the link on thebuffshow.com, but you can find it anywhere books are sold. And um, Paul, how much of this book was uh, written behind bars when you were in jail there? Well, wasn't able to do that behind bars, but I took notes. I, you know, I collected my thoughts, uh, kept a diary. Uh, you know, it's, it, but uh, I really wrote the book in the last uh, ten months. See the fake news out there, the Atlantic, and everybody else saying that this book was written in prison because he was in a resort playing tennis and all that. But they're just trying to make this boogeyman out of you. Still, they just want you under the jail. I guess, Paul. What? <laughs> it's unbelievable. They will never forgive me for not giving them Donald Trump. It's that simple. Yep. That was was the whole purpose of them coming after me was they wanted to squeeze me to give them Donald Trump. And I told them I'm not telling a lie, uh, which was what it would have required for me to give them Donald Trump. And I didn't. And they hate me for it. They do. And just like anybody that was at the Capitol... um, protest with january 6th just like anybody who worked on the campaign we've talked about peter navarro being in leg irons roger stone the cnn raid and of course you paul you were a victim of uh, andrew weissman's uh campaign against you during the Mueller probe i mean here they are talking about a Mueller probe and looking at you for russia when you basically helped ukraine get its uh get its sovereignty (laughs) I, i used to talk about it as sort of alice in wonderland you know they just thought that whatever they would say would make it what it is. And they ignored the facts. Uh, and you're right. That's one of the, the, the whole context of me being pro-Russian when I, very publicly I was involved in helping Ukraine become part of the European community. You know, would just have knocked that down. But, but they never dealt with truth. They only dealt with their narratives. And their narratives were never based on truth. No, it wasn't. In all your years of business and everything you've done and all the campaign work you've done, have you ever seen or read about in this country the biggest witch hunt against one political opponent as we've seen today? Matt, no, I never have. And, you know, when it started up in, uh, you know, in, in July, early August of 2016, I, I dismissed it as, as really just part of a campaign. And when the election was over, you know, we'd go on to 
if we won, we'd go on to govern him. And so when the election, even, even when they ratcheted it up, the stories and the lies during the last month of the campaign, I didn't view it for what it was, really was because I thought it was just going to end after the election. And when we won, I figured like every time, other time in the history of our country, you know, we would go on now. The, the, the losers would consolidate. We'd govern for a couple of years. And we'd play politics again. But this Donald Trump was an existential threat to the deep state. And in the book, I go through the details of this. And that threat, you know, is why they they couldn't allow him to succeed as president. So when you know, I find it ironic when you see some of the people saying January 6th was the biggest threat to democracy because Trump wouldn't recognize the results of the election. They Those people saying that are still not recognize the results of the 2016 election. And they spent four years of a president who was elected trying to destroy his presidency with narratives that they knew were false. And so that's the biggest threat to a democracy, not people protesting. Yes, some people went overboard and they should be punished, but not people protesting as is their right. Uh, and, and so when the raid on Mar-a-Lago happened last week, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised, but it told me that they now have decided that they can't beat Donald Trump. And, uh, and so they've got to get him out of the race. But that just shows you they haven't learned one thing about Donald Trump since he walked down the escalator in 2015. Because the way you get him out of the race is not raiding his home and going through his wife's closet. And, uh, and it's going to rebound against the Democrats very badly, I think. It's already was going to be a bad November. And I expect it's going to be even worse now. When I booked this interview with your PR firm, the raid hadn't happened yet. So how thrilled was I knowing that Paul Manafort was going to come on? Did We were going to discuss the witch hunts of the past, and the witch hunts are still going. You talk about the voters. Liz Cheney last night got spanked like I've never seen an incumbent get spanked. And she thinks this is a step forward in her political career. If you can't if you lose by 30 points, 30 percentage points in Wyoming, how do you think the rest of the nation is going to feel about her? <laughs> and this is this is what's bad about Washington. She knows it's not a step forward in her, her career. I mean, all of these fickle people who were helping her weren't helping her. They were trying to hurt Trump. That's the uh, whole point. Yeah. Her supporters, the people that had been with her for her career until now, you know, were the ones who voted against her. So her career is over. Uh, and uh, you know she, you know, it's she made a big mistake when she became a pawn of the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi, and she paid the price yesterday. But that's that's the whole point about the Washington establishment, you know, because when Trump ran, he ran against Republicans as well as Democrats when he said he was going to drain the swamp. He was saying that he felt Washington was not keeping their promises. People would run for office, make promises, go to Washington, and spend all their time growing their power base and ignoring their promises. And he was committed to changing that, which is one of the attractions that I had for his candidacy. Uh, and he did change it. And and now with Biden's failed one year in office, now a year and a half, he Biden has shown who is president matters because Trump did make people's lives better. You know, all economic stratas benefited with wage increases, with quality of life improvement. You know, and under Biden, who has done nothing but reverse Trump's policies, all economic strategies have worsened, except for the top strata, which is his base now, not the Republican base anymore. Yeah, um, ever since Mar-a-Lago, the Trump uh, Trump's numbers have just jumped through the roof. Biden's keeps signing these spending bills and just putting America more in trouble. And he wonders why he can't get any movement on the 30%. And I think that number is even fake. But you're exactly right. Like the Inflation Reduction Act that he signed yesterday. I noticed the biggest op-ed, uh, the biggest photo op was him giving the pin to Joe Manchin. Joe, he tied Joe Manchin to that, and uh, he's not going to let it forget it. And he made it, and, he made and, it on and, video. Yeah, you're, you're right. And look at the hypocrisy of yesterday. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden flew in from his Delaware home where he was spending with his wife who has COVID. He flew in, went into a crowded room without a mask, signed documents, handed pens out that he had signed. Uh, you know, it, it, all the COVID restrictions that he said Americans had to abide by, he violated yesterday. 
Why? Because they needed a picture show. And why did they need that picture show? Because yesterday was the anniversary of the Afghanistan debacle. And they needed some, They needed to distract from the focus on that debacle. And so they gave you that picture. And in the course of it, his hypocrisy showed, showed through even more with his violations of all of his own COVID requirements. Yeah, that's another good point, too. Absolutely. And what a distraction that cost Americans billions and billions of dollars that everybody's going to feel the pinch of. And the IRS agents, people are going to not get a taste of what it's like that you had with spending time in jail, but they're going to get the armed guards from the IRS coming after them. And it might be a similar situation for some people. Well, you know, Matt, it's in my book. One of the reasons I wrote the book was because of my, I wanted to communicate the message that, look, you're seeing it happen to me. You're seeing it happen to President Trump. But it's going to be happening to you out in, the, in every, you know, in the hinterlands of America. And it, and when I started writing that book, I didn't know at the time, even though that was my message, that parents were going to be called domestic terrorists for going to school board meetings, that victims of crimes were going to be considered the bad guys, not the criminals, that uh, that uh, you know, abortion, uh, you know, pro life clinics were going to be vandalized, uh, you know, simply because that was their position. And so the point of my book was to really expose in detail the deep state, the two-tiered system of justice. I was an example of it, but I wasn't even the target of it. And even in some respects, Trump, while he's the target, the real target is the American people because they want to silence the voices of the American people forever as they take over their unconstitutional coup of our government. What did you feel? And we're going to talk much about the book, too, um, more and more, because this is a great read for everybody to check out. We're going to post the link. Political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. What did you think when you saw, especially you since you were a target of the Mueller witch hunt, what did you think when you saw the same day the raid happened on Mar-a-Lago? There's Hunter Biden and Joe Biden getting on a plane. Was that a middle finger to everybody who thought this is not a two-tiered justice system? <laughs> well, you know, I think it was a subconscious one, but I think it was a, a conscious just ign you know, ignorance of what how they govern. I mean, having Hunter Biden on those stairs. I mean, the president always walked up the stairs by himself. Uh, yeah, having his family with him, Hunter in particular, uh, when they've 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 gone into Mar-a-Lago and, and Trump's home. It's the American people got that 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 discrepancy. They got it. Yeah, I just really wanted your thoughts because what they did is just create a witch hunt against you. How much time did you spend in solitary confinement? Uh, just about ten months. Uh, you know, they had a gag order me from the moment they started going after me, and then they they put me into uh, solitary confinement. And the reason they did that, I I was in solitary confinement three hours from my lawyers when I was supposed to be preparing for my case that they had brought against me. Uh, you know, and, and the reason they did that was because they were good at leaking to the press their favorite reporters, the same favorite reporters, by the way, if you look at their bylines, who have been leaked to on this water on this uh, Marlago raid. But they were leaking information that was false, but they were convicting me in the court of public opinion, which is why one of the reasons I wrote this book, because people don't know who I am. They know the caricature that the the, the prosecutors, you know, and, and the government, the, the officials who were leaking the stuff, uh, they that's that's not me. And uh, but but they understood the tactic and they're doing the same thing with Trump, you know, create the big, uh, big uh, uh, headline. As a violation of espionage. He's, he's, he may be cr criminally investigated for the violating the Espionage Act. So that's the big headline. Uh, it's a lot of baloney. But then they leak anonymously to the same favored reporters as the Russian collusion. You know, what's what the evidence may be, what it may not be. So they're creating the images again. And then all of the other reporters pick up the storyline, use the same code words, write the story. And now Trump He's clearly violated the law. He's going to jail. He can't run for president. That's the storyline they're putting out there. And that's, but that tactic has gotten old. And But it's the same think, one they used against you. <laughs> yeah, it's, and against Navarro and against Stone and against yeah. Ben, uh, and against anybody who is part of the, the Trump orbit. And that the American people are getting wise to it. I mean, it's not coincidence that media has now 
in most polls, the latest Gallup poll, is lower than Congress in trustworthiness of the uh, by the American people. And Congress is at the bottom of the barrel. So the, the people are not looking at the news anymore for news. Or, and they don't give any confidence to the stories that they're reading. So that's why you see a kind of red wave developing for November. And I talk about this in the book where they get it. Uh, and, and the purpose of my book is to tell them that you, have, you can't let down. This is a key moment. We have to, you have to rise, raise, rise up against the deep state. The selection is the first step, but then we have to do a number of things. And, you know, I'm not a, generally in favor of investigations just because the other side did it. But in this case, the next Congress needs to investigate the corruption that's going on in the FBI and in, in the Justice Department because they're threats to our Constitution. They're threats to uh, our democracy. And we've got to expose that, and then we've got to clean house. And so, among other things, this next Congress, is it's incumbent upon them to carry those investigations forward in full light, good or bad. Uh, let the American people make the judgment, because when they do make their own judgments, they're going to side on our side because we're the ones who are trying to expose the corruption. They're the ones who are corrupt. They're trying to lock up anybody associated with Trump, even his supporters. Yet what we're doing is voting them out of office one by one. Everybody who voted to impeach Trump that didn't cower for cower to retirement has been voted out, and especially Liz Cheney. And I know you talk about this in, in the book. And yesterday we had on the Center for American Security, and they were talking about ways to dismantle the FBI. There's investigations is one thing, Paul, but people that really did these crimes need to be held accountable. Oh, absolutely. The, the investigations have got to lead to that. Um, it can't just be an exposure. It has to be cleaning house as well. Well, I want but everybody to talk about that in the, in the book, it, it, because again, this book, it, my story, which is in detail, is really just the track upon which the, the train is, is, is running to tell the story. And, uh, Trump is sort of the engineer of the train because he's running it and he's the target. Uh, but what they're doing to the train is the, and to the people who are on the train, that's the message of, of my book. Well, we're going to post the link to that. One last question to you about this affidavit that the judge is going to keep sealed. Um, I've never seen such an emergency to national security take such a slow walk. Um, they don't have a crime here. And I just want everybody to remember that point that you said it right here on this show, that this witch hunt would only be exposed if they unleash that, uh, if they release that affidavit to show why they went into Mar-a-Lago, the reasoning behind it. And they're going to keep that secret until this thing goes to trial. They might take this the full ride without anybody knowing what the crime is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, because there's no crime. And that's exactly right. I agree with you, Matt. Yep, exactly. Paul Manafort, everybody, author of Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. And you keep up the good work. We really appreciate you coming back and fighting. A lot of people couldn't handle what you went through, so we appreciate you coming on the show to talk about it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. Sounds good. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. You stay with us. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. A boring website can make your company look really bad. <sighs> Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first 
call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at jjcmarketingsolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. Hey, Matt Buff from The Buff Show. I love being in the middle of nowhere with the family. Problem is, I can't get any service out here. I wish there was a better solution. Maybe like a satellite phone or something. Let me head back to the office and check this out. All right, let's check this out. Satellitephonestore.com. Oh, look at this. Very cool. Do I need a satellite phone? Well, it says satellite phones provide voice, SMS, and data services anywhere on the earth. And you don't have to rely on cell phone networks. Very cool. Satellite phones work everywhere when you're outside. All right, what's this? Why do I need a satellite terminal? With one of these devices, you can stay in communication without a dedicated satellite phone. Better yet, you can text, call, and depending on the device, use all your favorite smartphone apps too. Hey, what's this bivy stick? The new Bivy Stick is the smallest and simplest to use Iridium Global Satellite Communications and Tracking Device in the world. Wow, the smallest and most simple satellite communication device weighs just 100 grams. About half the weight of your cell phone. Look at this, one to three days delivery. Very cool. Call 941-841-0844. I will do that. 941-841-0844. Visit SatellitePhoneStore.com for special offers. Or you can visit SAT1234.com and mention The Buff Show. 941-841-0844. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you rolling along with us. And I tell you what, check out MyPillow.com for a better night's sleep so you don't wake up woke. Put in promo code Buff, B-U-F-F. Save up to 66% off. And also check out MomsForLiberty.org as well because we have a great segment every Wednesday and we're continuing today. Can you believe we're almost to the primary here in Florida? Quite remarkable. So let me get started right now with Moms for Liberty Wednesday on the Buff Show. It is possible that uh, an organization like Moms for Liberty could have an impact on the midterm elections um, and maybe even going into 2024, particularly because uh, it is encapsulating in a very important uh, demographic in the electorate, which, you know, are, are women and mothers Mother, should I trust the government? so yeah i stop the bill that i don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach but you know our mission is to hold school boards accountable for decisions affecting our children what was once a scattershot operation is becoming much more organized one example is a group moms for liberty According to its website, the group, quote, welcomes all that have a desire to stand up for parental rights at all levels of government. Now, it started in Brevard County, Florida, but its chapters have spread nationwide. Um, Anderson Cooper doesn't like Moms for Liberty, but we do on the Map Buff Show. It's great to have our newest guest, Krissa Johansson, Walton County, Florida chair. For Moms for Liberty, Krissa, welcome to the Buff Show. Great to have you. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor. Okay, it is an honor. And here we are right up against a primary here. And we're going to talk about some of the candidates um, in Walton County that you guys have been supporting and things like that. But talk about your family. What got you involved for Moms for Liberty? Okay, well, so I'm originally from Kansas City in what I thought was a pretty conservative area. And then COVID brought everything to the surface. We actually moved, we were one of the many that moved to Florida Uh, pretty early on though. We saw what was going on and we really didn't see it returning to normal. So we uprooted everything and we moved to Florida October of 2020. And we started the chapter here um, just uh, the following spring and we basically just didn't want what happened in the area that our family moved from to happen here. So we actually moved to what we thought was the most conservative county and the most conservative state. <laughs> and uh, we really thought we don't have any problems here. Everything's good in Walton County. And so we 
we're in kind of a unique position where we've created healthy relationships with our superintendent and um, district staff. And we told them from the get-go, we want to be your partners, your parent liaisons. We didn't think that we had a fight here in Walton County. Well, you know, I'm from Kansas City as well. What part were you guys from? Uh, just south of uh, Johnson County, uh, Olathe, Kansas. Specifically. We lived in Olathe. <laughs> we moved here nine years, nine, ten years ago, but from Olathe. Claiborne Road, to be specific, right there. Which road? Claiborne. Claiborne, yeah. So we live, that's funny. We live <laughs> off of um, 159th and Merlin and Black Mob. You were literally five minutes from where we live. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. What is, and here we both are in the freest state in the union. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're trying to keep it that way. Wow. That's amazing. I don't miss it. Everybody, there's nothing to do there except watch football and drink beer. That's all there is. <laughs> exactly. Go to the movies and eat barbecue. That's what we always said. So yep. we would much rather be in the sunshine state where we can go to the beach and and live free. I mean, we moved here after you because we saw people living their lives and living free. And we were like, we, we want to keep it that way. Um, so that's why we got into the fight because we know complacency kills. And when you live in a free state, you take it for granted. So we wanted to keep fighting for it. Not sure what happened in Kansas. They voted against abortion restrictions it's just very strong i think they manipulated the bill so people don't understand what it said but that's what they just saying yeah a lot of disappointing things happening there but we still got a lot of family there so we're rooting for them <laughs> yeah there's a lot of crt i mean there are schools i mean it's not sneaking in they are welcoming it in i mean they're pushing for grant money to get it in i mean it's just a totally totally it's sad. It's it's sad to me. Of course, it's not sad to them because, you know, those districts, they want it. Um, but there are conservatives there that are still fighting, fighting for their republic. Yeah, even in the bluest of blue states, in the reddest of red states, we still find problems with liberals being so aggressive, especially yeah. to our children lately, that it takes uh, it takes an army of us to fight it all over the country. Yeah. And even like you said at the very beginning, in Walton County, you're seeing those problems happening in your school. So you took up the banner and went to uh, protect not just your kids, but all the kids there. That's right. All the kids of Walton County, you know, and everyone always says, well, if it's so bad, why don't you pull your kids out? And we can, I mean, that is a real solution. Um, but what about all the other kids? And I feel like if you see something and you know something and you don't do something to fight against it, if you know it's wrong, then you're just as guilty as the people who put it in place in the first place. Yeah, talk about you're exactly right, because especially if you know about it and you don't do anything about it, then you, you have precious time with your children. So little precious time before they form into an adult. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be either you or some crazy that molds their minds at a young age. That's why we're seeing so many problems. Talk about the victories you had with the curriculum when it came to sex education in Walton County. So we um, discovered, we didn't even know that sex education was taught in Walton County because last school year, well, the year of 2020, 2021 was our first school year here and they weren't allowing like the outsiders to come in. And so we didn't realize that it was taught or part of the curriculum, but the sex education program was taught by the local Walton County Department of Health. So nurses came into the school. We found out after the fact that they actually told the teachers they're not allowed to stay in the classroom. They kicked the teachers out of the classroom and taught this comprehensive, pleasure-based sex education program in which they told the students things like, don't tell your parents, but when you're sexually active, just go to your school nurse, we'll give you a bag full of condoms, no questions asked, your parents will never have to know. Um, we were the first group of parents, I believe, that really stood up against this program. A permission slip came home to the parents that said, your kids are going to be, it was an opt-in in some schools and an opt-out at other schools. So the permission slip that came home said that the students would be, uh, this, the sex ed program was abstinence-based. 
and they would be learning refusal techniques and no contraceptives would be distributed in class. So the permission slip was incredibly deceptive. And if you hear that and the name of the program is draw the line, respect the line, you would think nothing of it. That all sounds good. But when we got the books and read the books, we learned that it was just sex grooming. It was grooming them to be sexually active at a, at a young age. And they were teaching sixth and seventh and eighth graders this program. So 11 and 12 year olds. And my son was 12 at the time. So we um, looked up Florida statutes and uh, Florida statutes don't even require sex ed to be taught. But if it is taught, abstinence has to be the primary focus. And, um, and then there's all other checks and balances that are in place that the school district has to abide by. Like the program has to be presented to a board in an open public meeting annually. And, um, and that was never even done. We learned after the fact. So we rallied the troops. We uh, brought everyone from our, not everyone, but a lot of people from our chapter. We had moms, dads, uh, grandmas, and then people who don't even have kids in the school system, but they're taxpayers in Walton County. So their voice matters too. And we had about 15 people. Um, we tried talking to the superintendent privately ahead of time but that didn't go anywhere. So we showed up at a public board meeting and, um, and the superintendent actually made the decision on the spot to at least pause it for review. And then we pushed it further and they announced the next day that it was not going to be taught any longer in Walton County schools. Now that is very good. Talk about a win. And we, we talk every week every single week we talk about getting involved and making change and making things happen and you did it we did it yeah and it felt really good it still feels a little incomplete you know i mean we'd like to know the process how did it get there the you know the people that got it in place like why do they still have a job kind of thing but um you know the parental rights division in uh the florida department of education is a huge win for us that was just announced recently uh so now we have a division within the florida department of education that we can report these things to when uh pornographic materials are found we we can report it to them principals are now by law required and accountable uh, for the instructional materials on their campuses so that that's a huge win. I mean, those are all just recent developments. And then also we found out that distributing uh, pornographic material to minors on school campuses is a felony by the third degree. So we can report that to the state attorney and we know what the gov governor does to state attorneys that don't enforce the law. Yeah, we throw them on their butts is what we do, toss them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. Great job on all the wins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we play that anytime something good because the left has been relentless i mean they and they then they go after you and say well what oh, yeah. what about banning you're for banning books i said absolutely when it comes to what's in the public libraries of my children you want to yeah. read that garbage go check it out of a library if people still do that or go buy it on amazon if you're a weirdo but yeah that's uh... well here it was really interesting so you know we live in this conservative county and uh, there were actually books that the superintendent removed from the libraries uh, he they the district became aware um, it, it was kind of a combined effort. It wasn't just Moms for Liberty. That, that uh, Florida Citizens Alliance actually is a great organization, too, that they're spreading the word about these horrible books that are in libraries. So anyway, our superintendent actually did make the decision to remove these books, at least for review. And uh, But then the left, of course, they rally. And we have a local bookstore that had that that bought all these books, all these 60 books that are on this pornographic list for minors. And they created a section within their bookstore and they called it Walton County banned books sold here. And then during teacher appreciation week, that bookstore was giving away free books to the teachers for their in-classroom libraries. 
the same bookstore who has this banned book section within their bookstore. So talk about aggressive. They're not even trying to hide it. The devil's bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what they should be rebranded as. I know a lot of parents in Virginia were checking out those books and not returning them because there was no fine. <laughs> well, that's yeah. <laughs> they would go up there and check them all out and then just keep them and then return them on the last day of school. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a good idea. I mean, you got to play the game. Hey, sometimes you got to get down in the weeds with these people because they're doing everything they can to mold our kids' mind. And you heard Tara McAuliffe in the intro for Moms Moms for Liberty. You heard that. And um, it just, it, they think that Joe Biden, he muttered the same thing, that it's up to the teachers to raise the kids, not the parents. Parents are there to feed them. It's our job yeah. to raise them. Whose children are they? Great movie. Yes. We have played that actually several times here uh, locally. We just figure if you don't know that you're in a war, then you you won't be activated to fight it. So if you don't know what the problem is, then we certainly can't solve it. So at least we have to just raise awareness, especially here. I mean, every county is different, but here where we are, people are still under the um, delusion that we live in a conservative area. So there's nothing to fight. There's nothing to worry about, but complacency kills. And I think that's part of the deception in our world right now is there's nothing to fight. Everything's fine. We're, we've lived in this world of blind trust for so long of the systems. Our school system will take care of our kids. Well, there's, you know, there's a, a, a hidden agenda behind a lot of the services that they offer, especially the supplemental services. Yeah, there is a hidden agenda, but now they're just bragging about it and then taking it to a bookstore and said, hey, check out all the banned books here. Like That's this right. is Fahrenheit 451. No, we're just trying to protect our kids. Yeah, no one's burning books. We just want to keep pornography out of their hands in the public school system. When you, What kind of weirdo wants to do that? You know what I mean? It's just weird. So we got the big primary coming up. Um, it starts yes. with flipping a lot of these school boards in my county, your county. We're looking to do that same thing. Yes. Candidate forum you had recently and a pretty darn good turnout, it sounds like. Yeah, we were really excited about that. Um, we we invited all candidates. So there are four candidates running for two seats. And so two candidates per seat. And um, we just wanted to the, the public to be informed. We've been going to board meetings for the last year since our chapter um, was forming. And uh, so, so, you know, we see firsthand the voting records and the behavior in those seats of the incumbents. But we wanted um, we don't want to be accused of trying to sway or we just want complete transparency because with transparency comes trust. So, but we really didn't know how many people would show up. We were thinking maybe 15, 20, if we're lucky. We had nearly 100 people show up to this candidate forum. So, um, you know, it was a team effort. We had an amazing event location. Our host was amazing. She opened up her, um, she just has an incredible venue. She opened that up for free to the community. So we were able to offer this event for free. It was open to the public. And we had about 100 people. We had several people tell us after, this just gives me such hope in, in our world today because there's this many voters, citizens that care to be informed. And the, the forum went really well. We do, as a chapter, endorse one of the candidates, Gordon Porter. So shout out to Gordon Porter. He's running for District 3. And he is a constitutional conservative. He's amazing. He actually... Um, had a like summer camp class this summer where he just taught the constitution to kids in a really interesting, engaging way. That's great. Yeah. And that was all him. It's curriculum that he just came up with on his own. He loves history. He loves our founding fathers. We could not have asked for a better candidate to run. And, and he, he was called to run before we even knew of it. And so it was just a no-brainer. Of course, we're going to rally behind him and do everything we can um, to endorse him and encourage people to vote for Gordon Porter. Yeah, absolutely. Go out and vote. You'll have to give us a follow-up to see how it went after next Tuesday. So that'll be great. I will. 
Well, Krista Johansson, thank you so much for joining us on the show and talking about your successes down there. Just one little victory for one child at a time, right? Yes, yes. Just one by one. That's what we're focused on. We can't solve all the world's problems, but we can do it one at a time. And can people help out? Um, well, you can join our public Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page called Just Moms for Liberty, Walton County, Florida public page. So if you just want to join that for uh, just for resources and information, we also have a private group page. Uh, if you're local and you want to join the chapter to contribute, we're always looking for engaged members. We need we just need boots on the ground. We need informed citizens. And um, and that's the biggest way you can help. You can go to the map on momsforliberty.org too and click on the Walton County pin and get all the information that way too. And we make it easy because it's linked on the buffshow.com slash momsforliberty. Yeah, that's a, that's probably the best way to find our chapter and all local chapters. Yes, indeed. The, the cool interactive map on momsforliberty.org. Krista Johansson, thank you so much. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Matt. It was a pleasure to speak to you. Great speaking with you too. And um, it's really great, everyone, that uh, we're getting really good feedback going around the country, talking to chapter chairs for Moms for Liberty. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. One final segment. You stay with us. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement-owned company where you can get custom-built ARs with purpose-built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Sarah coating services, laser engraving, and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000. And at Veritas Tactical. Tactical.com. Veritas Tactical. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. Great to have you rolling along with us. And a lot of kids are back in school. Most of them are back in school. And if you're in Washington, D.C., you got to be vaccinated, which um, excluded about 40% of the black community there. So what were they going back to school for anyway when it comes to math and reading? A lot of people were watching what was happening during these lockdowns and going, what is this garbage you're looking at? Well, we have a new horror story about the inside scoop of this. We're going to go over to Andrew Bernstein. Welcome to the Buff Show. Great to have you. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Yes, indeed. It's great to have you. And uh, the book uh, may be worse than Stephen King when it comes to the eyes of the parents. Why Johnny still can't read or write or understand math and what we can do about it. So, of course, I know why you wrote the book, but talk about the premise behind it. Well, I'm a college professor, and I get you know I, uh, I I went you know I went to the public schools my entire K through 12 in, in Brooklyn, New York, and now I teach in the colleges. I looking back on, I could see the public schools weren't great back then in the 1960s or 70s, but they've gotten worse. I could see the decline. The kids come into college classes in many cases, Matt. They struggle just with the mechanics of reading. Uh, never mind with reading comprehension. They, most of them cannot write a coherent paragraph, much less a college-level essay. And there's an unbelievable ignorance of American history. I'll give, give you one example. I had 20 kids in class two years ago, right before the lockdowns uh, occurred, 
20 kids in a lot college logic class, all of them Americans, all went to the American schools, American school system. 10 of 20, this is the arithmetic is simply here, right? 50%, 10 of 20 never heard of James Madison, never heard of him. And the 10 who had heard of him knew he was president of the United States, but not one in 20 knew he was lead author of the U.S. Constitution and virtually the sole author of the Bill of Rights. And that's not their fault primarily. It's the, it's the fault of the school system. They don't. They teach very little history anymore. They didn't even call it history 100 years ago. They got rid of uh, history, called it social studies. They teach some history, but very little. And what American history they do teach is often just communist propaganda. So it's 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 heartbreaking. And I, I knew something was wrong. And I thought about it long and hard. And, and I and I knew there's a way to fix it. And so that's that's that was that's why I wrote this book. Yeah, I look at my kids when they bring home stuff um, when it comes to civics, and it's just. I wonder where a lot of things in history went. Like, what, whatever happened to all the great Civil War coverage? I mean, it's all about Indians and foreigners and indigenous people. And it's just a... And my 10-year-old looked at me, Andrew, and said, why are they always trying to make me feel bad for something I didn't do? Well, yeah, I, you know, he has to be made to understood. This is the, the premise of the school system uh, recently and today is that you know, white Americans are inherently racist. White white Americans are evil, and this is uh, uh, propaganda that they you know that they ram down the kids' throats in the in the in the schools today. And it, it's it, it's just horrible. It's absolutely it's absolutely horrible. When you were you're a professor, when you had those kids that didn't know much about anything, especially like George, um, the, the founding fathers, did you feel like you had to go back to the basics a little bit? All right, we're going to change the syllabus a little bit and go. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, well, what he, you, you know, it's frustrating because philosophy deals with very broad abstractions. You know, what is the what is the nature of uh, uh, what is human nature? What is the nature of the universe we live in? How do human beings gain knowledge? What is the good? Where's the good society? It deals with these very broad abstractions. So I need illustrations. I need examples. And so I, you know, I would, would try to take them from the field of history, uh, but the kids don't know that much history anymore. So, yeah, I have to go and tell them about James Madison. Not one, since half the class never heard of James Madison, it's, it's not surprising that the entire class never heard of Patrick Henry, you know, and his famous, well, not so famous, I guess, anymore. Give me freedom, you'll give me liberty, you'll give me death speech. So, yeah, I have to do a, a lot of remedial work in, in history, given the, the examples, and then I can pull the philosophic principles out of the examples. Yes, indeed. It's just amazing how we're seeing this every day. Just yesterday, they tried to pass a measure with the school boards in uh, Virginia to take uh, George Washington's name off of the father of America. And uh, Glenn Youngkin, the, the newly appointed governor, because people were sick of that stuff, um, is going to veto that and hopefully get rid of that. But it's just ridiculous how they are pushing just to rewrite and change history. Yeah, in, in, in service of leftist propaganda. Because so many of the intellectuals in I shouldn't even call them intellectuals, but the people, the the powers behind the school system, the the teachers' colleges, the state departments of education, and the federal department of education, they're basically Marxist, you know, in, in their philosophy, and they hate capitalism and and, and they hate America. And I, I would point out to them if they would listen to me, rationally, there's a simple solution here: tell the full truth. Slavery is evil. It's it's an evil that that you know, existed in America for a long time. It's an evil that existed all over the world, going way back into prehistory, and it's an evil that exists to this day. In the in in the funny, they're Marxists very often, you know, which leads to communism. And communism still uses slavery, and you know, in China, North Korea, they still use human slavery to the to this day. Furthermore, we need to teach the kids. What's the moral principle that led to an abolitionist movement in the United States and in Britain? Uh, and it's the principle of individual rights that the country was founded on. Why is it wrong to enslave somebody? Because he's got an inalienable, he or she's got an inalienable right to his or her own life. The very founding principle of the country is what led to an abolitionist movement that ended slavery in 1865. Now, that's one of the great virtues of the United States and of the British, by the way. The British are the ones who, you know, who, uh, where, where the principle of individual rights first developed. John Locke, of course, is, is a great seminal thinker in that regard. And not surprising, that's where the, the history's first abolitionist movement developed in Great Britain, the country where the principle of individual rights originated. What a coincidence. Right? We need to teach the kids the full truth here. 
that what but but we don't the schools do not do you break down these curriculums these new newly they're you talk about abolitionists they're actually abolitionists with the, the, the curriculum they're trying to rewrite history if you're doing a takeover of a country andrew the first thing you do is want to get rid of the history of it yeah and, and especially it's virtues you want you know you you want to teach the kids. Well, it's not teaching you're propagandizing the kids that american founders were, were white racists who founded the country simply to uphold slavery uh the the great businessmen and industrialists uh, what robber barons, capitalism is evil, socialism is, is morally superior. You have to you have to undermine the virtues of the country if you want to uh, if you want to destroy it. In this case, turn it into a uh, uh, ultimately, I think, a communist state. Where do they put? Where do they point to socialism as a, as a success in these what in these curriculums you've studied? Where do they possibly point to? And and I hope you don't say Denmark with a population of twenty people. <laughs> twenty. Well, they will point to the Scandinavian countries, yeah. but there it's it's disingenuous. The you know Sweden and 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 so on. These are not socialist countries. They're mixed economies, just like the United States is. There's there's a great deal of private ownership, for example. You know, if you walk down the streets of Stockholm, you know, yes, all these stores, just like in my native New York City, Butcher, Baker, Candlestick Maker, they're all privately owned. They're all profit-driven. You know, Volvo's privately owned and profit-driven. Saab is privately owned and profit-driven. Ericsson, Ikea, they're all, you know, it's a misnomer to call them so socialists. They're mixed economies. But they're basically lying about it. They, they say that these countries are socialist. Uh, and, look, and, and look how... Look how successful they are. And worse than that, Matt, they whitewash the sins of the Soviet Union. You, 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 you know, there are Nazi Holocaust deniers, but they're recognized as cranks generally and quacks, and they don't hold tenured positions in, in history at American universities. But the Soviet Holocaust deniers, the, you know, the, the Soviets murdered at least as many people as, as the Nazis did, probably more. Uh, but there are there are tenured professors of history in American universities, and, and a large number of them. Stalin was not such a bad guy. The, the the numbers of deaths are exaggerated. You know, Stalin industrialized the Soviet Union, and you know, he, he, yeah, some people were killed, but it wasn't twenty million, like you know, like which is the truth. So they lie. They lie about it. And they have they, and they have tenured positions of history at leading American universities, Stanford, University of Chicago, you know, schools like that. It's it's just it's it's. It's despicable. Now, your book just doesn't, according to a lot of great reviews that you have, doesn't leave people just screaming. This is the unique part about your book. You actually offer real viable solutions for parents to uh, feel a little more ease about. Yes. Can I hold up the book? for? for yes, please do. Check it out right there, everybody. Yeah, why, why, why Johnny, uh, why Johnny still can't read or write or understand math, and what we could do about that. You're right, Matt. That's the that's the key part. And I'll say this: parents must have full control of the education of their children. That's the key principle. I do think the school system is unsalvageable. I don't think it could be fixed. Uh, I have a lot of evidence to support that, but the solution is parents can pull their kids out of the public schools, and then they have a wide range of options. There's homeschooling. They could join or form homeschool co-ops where they can work with other parents to, to teach their kids. They can hire tutors. And you know what's the you know what's the most exciting development in American education, Matt? What they call the what they call today micro schools, which is because there's still a number of good, solid classroom teachers in the public school system who are who are as disgruntled with the system as are the parents, and who opt out of the system. Start us with, with a few parents, a few families. Start a small community school. They're called micro schools today. And it's the resurgence of the one room classroom. You have a good teacher with a few students who's dedicated to using phonics to teach reading, uh, dedicated to, to teaching academic subjects like writing and math and, and, and history. And I think the micro school, the micro schools are becoming so widespread a phenomenon that even a business magazine like Forbes a year or so ago ran, ran a story. on it. I think this is the future of, of American education. And it's, it's good news. Yeah, it is good news. I know one specific teacher that, that is doing something very similar to that. You know, teach for over a decade and just had enough. And, and there's a lot of teachers like that. And they feel beholden to the union. They behold, feel beholden to the curriculum. But if eventually yeah, it's and enough a, enough. A stifling bureaucracy. You know, uh, a precursor of that 50 years ago, 40 or 50 years ago, was the great Marva Collins, 
who left the Chicago school system and started her own school, Westside Prep, in Chicago, working with minority kids that the public schools thought you know couldn't be educated, and you know, and she drilled her kids in phonics, you know, the, the sound out the letters. That's the way to teach reading, and her students became you know superb. She developed a number of superb students. Uh, started out like in a, in her, her own apartment or you know or something. But there's a template for for really how to improve uh, American education. The best the best teachers to opt out of the system. And with a few, with a few parents, with a few families, you know, start a small school. Some, some, some parent has a, you know, a rec room in their basement, and they, they get, they, it's not hard to set up a little mini school with some, some whiteboards, some, you know, some chairs, you know, for the, for the kids. And then you have a, you know, have a really good teacher, uh, that, uh, committed to teaching academic subjects, not to propagandizing the kids. What a concept! Use phonics to teach the kids to read. You know, you could do that easily at four or five years old. And once you teach the kids to read using you know, phonics, uh, the whole world of knowledge is open to the child. It's just amazing. I just remember the field trip we took to the first ever school house in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. And we're going back to that. Eventually, you go back to your roots, and it seems like that might be the best option for a lot of our kids. Andrew Bernstein, they can get the book anywhere. Simon, uh, Simon & Schuster, also Amazon. Where else can they get the book? Well, Amazon.com, certainly, BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, the book will be out August 23rd, so it'll probably be available at Barnes & Noble's brick-and-mortar stores. But most books these days, man, are sold online via Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com, and the book is available for pre-order right now, and it'll, and its pub date is, we'll say, yeah, it's going to be out August 23rd, so that's less, that's less than a week away. What a remarkable day for that book to come out to our Central Florida audience because that is a primary election day here and a lot of school boards are going to be flipped. What a great day to pick up that book. So get pre-order now. We'll put the link on thebuffshow.com. Andrew Bernstein, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, thank you, man. It was great being here. Okay, sounds good. We'll post that link to that book. You got to check it out and you got to know what's going on. And it's really cool when you have solutions to it. We'll see you next time on the Matt Buff Show. You guys stay smart out there.